welcome back. Yes, it's another Bollocast. It's a Christmas special. It's Slayer Time with Gary Holt. It's Slayer Time. Um, hello. Uh, welcome to this special edition of Talking Bollocks. Um, as is usual with the special editions, I don't jabber on like I do at the beginning of a normal Bollocast because I consider the specials to be special you people presumably are already listening to the podcast and know what to expect um if this is your first time if this is the first podcast you've heard and you're just coming here because you've heard um, that gary's on it well you know my eye my my thoughts on this matter would be that you should go and listen to all of the other podcasts that we've done as well since the beginning of 2013 yeah so um yeah it's been uh it's been what 2013 no i didn't yeah yeah did all the 2014 did all the 2015 so yeah started in uh, January 2014 so coming up two years ago um, so anyway look, that, um, I, as you can tell this is the kind of shambolic fucking bollocks that you can get used to uh, listening to now you know why it's called talking bollocks uh, whilst uh, speaking of talking bollocks um, good old Don Dockin weighing in with his uh, his uh, um, political views on ISIS saying if he had his way uh, and if he ran the country he'd shut the borders down would you really Don that's very clever of you um, and then just uh, uh, on the same page of the website I was looking at we had Jeff Tate saying on the ter- terrorist attacks people that engage in that sort of behaviour should be eliminated and it's like yeah Jeff that's why everybody fucked you off out of Queensryche because you can't just fucking say what you mean you can't just say I, I, I'm, I'm basically I'm saying you, you know I'm, I'm, I'm what I'm saying is yes he said that fuck off clock yes he said that right but ultimately you get what he's getting you, you know what he's getting at but he can't just say yeah you should hang him kill him whatever no it has people that engage in that sort of behavior should be eliminated it's like he's constantly trying to prove his intelligence to the world or at least prove his intelligence I think that's all of the clocks have gone off now anyway um, but I also think it's quite funny that and, and look I don't I, I, I don't know what I do about ISIS and all the rest of it but I do think it's it's quite interesting that um, people who go around killing people then saying well they should be killed and it's kind of like a, a it's a weird one isn't it it's just it's just a bit weird um, uh, but anyway, what else has been going on in news? Um, yeah, um, uh, a bit about female metal. Doro says she's got some really hairy, he- heavy, hairy, really heavy and really fast stuff written for a new album. No, you haven't, Doro. No, you haven't. Because what you think is fast, right, is basically mid-pace accept from the mid-80s. So turn it in. It, it, it really fucking isn't. Uh, and, and, and staying on that vibe... Um, I just want to really call out Swiss all-girl heavy metal band Burning Witches for doing the cause of females in metal no good whatsoever. Um, Quite tellingly, the video has no performance footage in it. Um, and it's basically four very good-looking, very, very cliché cliche doesn't do it justice fucking joke i think look uh is perfect the video is lots of still photos of them um posing including drinking blood out of a skull for fuck's sake really i mean it's switzerland yeah not fucking mordor surely you are still surely you do look on the internet and see that metal has moved on but no there they are bullet belts 
tight leather, lots of tats, lots of skulls. The music is fucking 1988 at best. It's a, a please, Burning Witches. Yeah, give it a rest. The name is shit. The new song, Creator of Hell, that shit. Previous song, Metal Demons, that shit. I mean, just fucking turn it in. Doing, I mean, you, it's, you've got a fucking awesome female thrash band out there like Nervosa, who are fucking absolutely awesome and pushing the fucking boundaries. And yes, that's right, a fucking female band that I'm well into. And then you've got this shit, which frankly just looks like it was put together by a man. It's basically some heavy metal wank fantasy courtesy of four dumb sluts from switzerland well if that's your thing go for your life me doesn't really do it for me but there you go um i've also found myself in this strange position of of um of agreeing with vince neil over the last month um which is quite rare because um hardly anyone ever does but uh, yeah great he just said look kiss have had five farewell tours and four reunion tours that's exactly what we don't want to do um, but to be fair, Vince, Kiss do actually play all of their songs live. As you know, and I will give credit where credit is due to anybody who deserves it. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm not having a go. I, I'm not going to be. I, yes, I hate Kiss, but they play their instruments live. And you boys, well, you struggle, don't you? You really fucking struggle, especially you, Nikki. Pro Tools 6. So, um, just a few things that have been cropping up in the news that have been getting on my fucking nerves that I wanted to get my, uh, uh, get off my chest. Um, so, anyway. Oh, and if I read another Metallica interview, no matter who it's with, where they say, the long, the next album is as long as it takes, is as long as it takes, and it'll be, we'll release it when it's ready. And and, and it's like I can't believe people are still. I mean, it's the obvious It's the obvious question to ask if you're interviewing any member of Metallica at the moment. But the answer is the same from all of them. When it's done, we'll release it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So there you go. No need to read any more Metallica interviews for you. I've I've, I've sorted that out for you. Anyway, look. I'm not going to jibber jabber on long. I'm going to get straight on down to it. Yep, me, Gary Holt, met up for the first time in years. At the beginning of the interview, I give him an acid rain. I'm not uh, an acid rain. I'm not in acid rain shirt. And on the back it says 2015 reboot tour. Um, I was there, you weren't. So just in case, because you know, I give it to him and he's talking about it, and you don't know what it is, obviously. So there you go. Okay, cool. Let's get on with it, shall we? This is me and Gary catching up just a few weeks ago at the Slayer and Anthrax show. How you doing? <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm really well. Acid rain. Yeah. What's up? So, um, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, what, about 30 years? No, 25 th- years? Uh, over. Yeah, well, yeah, it was, what? No, it's like... 89? Was that 89 or that was 85? No, it was 89. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. No, I'm not, yeah. I don't, Gary, don't do that to me. I'm not that old. Oh, no, we all are that old. <laughs> yeah. I heard you guys are back together. Yes, and That's dude, fucking awesome. Dude, dude. Uh, well, back together, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> but you're doing um, the band, though. So yeah, that's absolutely. Cool and, um, and that's for you, sir. <laughs> right on. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> Thanks, sir. Um, nice, nice. I was there, you weren't. Yeah, thanks, man. Cool, well, no worries, no worries. It's, I, yeah, well, it's good to see you. I think yeah. the last time I saw you was, um, shit, uh, Force of Habit, recording in London. Yeah, yeah, when we were fucking over there. Um, yeah. 
what was the name of that street? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Kings Road or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. It was some part of London I'd never been to before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, Kevin and I rocked up and you guys were all. Yeah, just, it was a walking, walking distance to Battery Studios, so, you know. Yeah. Wherever that is, you know. That was a hell of a night. I remember there was an, an Australian pub down the street, and that's, that was our fucking watering hole for like three or four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, because you were over here for some time doing that, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Henry's. Yeah, yeah. The name of the pub. <laughs> but I, I'm sure that's gone. Most of the venues we used to play have gone as well. Yeah, that was just a bar, you know. I'm, I doubt it's still there either. You know, it's like they even like made us our own uh, sweatshirts. It's it's had our names on it. It's staff power drinker because we've been there so long, and that's where we went every single night. You know, awesome. Oh, yeah, it was killer. It was good times. Yeah, yeah, they were great times. Great times. Um, yeah, because you did. Um, because we did, we did, the, we did like a bit of UK, and then you were away in Europe. And there was that whole holy terror thing when they got yeah, yeah, exactly over in Germany and, and all that. Yeah, 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 and then and then you came back to the UK as well. Yeah, mm-hmm, and in between, yeah. we put a new album out. It was it was a really, really, it was just a really cool time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I remember that was back when you could tour Europe in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, yeah. now it's all festivals. You can't do a proper summer tour unless it's a festival tour. You know, like. Yeah, and you know, in in that aspect, I've always missed the way it was before the festivals. You could come do a regular headlining tour in the summer. You can't do that now. Yeah, the festival competition would kill it. And you know, all the the closest you can get to it now is do club shows in between festivals. Yeah, you know, but like now, if you're going to tour Europe outside of festivals, you got to do it now, like we are now, where it's freezing and <laughs> cold. Yeah, and it's not near as much fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to go out and. Explore and check out. Some no, bars and I stuff haven't seen the sun for a week. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Welcome to Europe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, you freeze and enough. cold all the time. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it is what it is. Though. Yeah, the shows have been great, though. Well, I was going to say, um, I, everybody on my uh, everybody on my Facebook is just saying, uh, you know, the Slayer killing it at the moment. It's 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 fucking awesome. I saw you guys in. Uh, Stuttgart would it be on the Big Four show in Germany um, when you were when, uh, yeah, I think you well you were filling in for Jeff at the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and that was that was an awesome show yeah, yeah, yeah that was, those were good you know that was a lot of fun yeah I'd like yeah. to do more of those yeah it's funny yeah, everyone keeps saying that yeah well who knows done one in San Francisco yeah but who knows every time I talk to Curricums it's the same thing I'm like dude come on you know how pissed off people are that fucking yeah. New York got one in San Francisco, your own hometown, doesn't he? he? Goes, I know, dude. You know, but there's politics involved. And shit, yeah. You know? Well, who knows? Maybe you know. Never um, through the never lost them so much money. Maybe the big four will be back again. <laughs> I'd hope so. <laughs> At least for San Francisco. Yeah, and yeah. Well, the Bay Area. I mean, it's yeah, like I know. It's, it's the spiritual home, isn't it? The whole thing. Yeah, Southern California got one. New York got one, and. That those are the only two in America, and Europe got several. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, so. uh, yeah. I mean, is is it because that's where the money is? Are people in the U.S. not just not coming out to shows like they used to? I mean, it's there's got to no, be a I, reason. I, behind I think it's something that there would have been more of them, except for you know certain politics and things <laughs> got involved. You know, yeah. And so it just the brakes got put on it after New York. You know, which you know. I think it would have been an awesome summer stadium tour myself. It'd have been amazing. Yeah, I mean, Dallas, Chicago, all that shit would have been phenomenal. Yeah, and and 
Yeah, well, it's just stadiums. It, it, it's, it's stadiums. It's not. It's not arenas. It's yeah, stadiums. Really, yeah, stadiums. Yeah, so. and how many how many metal tours are hitting stadiums these days? None. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, even you two are back to a you know back to arenas and things like that. Cause yeah, it's yeah. Just the last stadium metal show was Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax at Yankee Stadium. You know, and that was the last one. So you know, that'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Yeah, it would. But, I mean, you're saying the shows are going really well, and I, I'm, I, was, um, I was just grabbing a burger before I came here, and I was o- overhearing some people talking. Um, and the big thing for them was, right, it's the first time, I've seen, first time I'm seeing Slayer with, with, with Gary, right? Now, you've been in the band for some time now. Is that... For a few I, years now. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, so... so do you are you still conscious of like there's going to be people out right? This is like our first tour of the UK with me in the band. So am I? I no, or, do you, I mean, or are you just like? Now that you mention it, yeah, it is our first UK tour. I mean, we've we've done you know Download and we've done Bloodstock and we you know the last time we played London we did that weird festival that I'll Be Your Mirror festival, which I think was a mixture of yeah, that bands was weird, yeah. And that was the last time we played London, you know, like, uh, the only time I played London was Slayer, until tonight. Yeah. And yeah, you know, we've done, you know, a couple of club shows in, like, you know, in, uh, in Ireland and stuff, but yeah, this is the first tour, so, you know, now that you mention it, yeah, it, it might, you know, be a yeah. first look for a lot of people, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's kind of like, you know, um, and it, it, it was weird, because... Because I was overhearing it, and I was thinking, "Well, I've I've seen you, and I've seen you in Slayer." But then again, oh yeah, I was I was in Germany at the time. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you know, it is it is kind of like yeah. Unless you've been to those two festivals, um, yeah, it is a it's a it's kind of a it's kind of a big thing. But obviously, you know, yeah, you've been in the band for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is our first like, you know, as far as Europe goes, it's our first non-festival run tour. Well, we're back to that whole tour well, actually, versus no, festivals things again. I, but it's the first here. I, the first dates I ever did, out, well, we started in Australia, but then we did um, the Slayer Megadeth uh, run over here in Europe, but it never came to the UK. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, we, we were pissed about that. Yeah. Definitely. Out of my hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't your decision. No, no. <laughs> no. Cool. Um... I, I, sp- I spoke to um, I spoke to Zek because I'm I do a, a podcast yeah, um, yeah. which is what well, this is for um, and I've been doing uh, until I got the band going recently I've been doing stand up for the last 15, 16 years right on so um, so yeah I've you know I've, I've kept my kept my live chops going yeah you have um, to so yeah so, so now so now when we play live it's like it's basically thrash metal and then a bit of stand up <laughs> and then thrash metal and a bit of stand up so the two go hand in hand though yeah, absolutely. You know, I've always tried to have a sense of humor about what I do, you know, even at its darkest, you know. It's like, you know, I still have fun on stage. I still smile. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to look like the tough guy, you know. That's why I was talking to Michael from... Um, it's fun. It makes me yeah happy, you know. So it's hard for me to, like, get up there and, like, try to maintain some grim persona, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I'm fun. Well, it's, I, I was talking to um, uh, Michael Gilbert from Flots, and he was saying, you know, the biggest difference between now and back in the day, that's, that's like, we enjoy it now. <laughs> you know, we, we, we smile, we enjoy it. Back in the day, it was all like, oh, you know, it's got to be serious. Gotta, oh, gotta, I always smiled doing this shit. <laughs> yeah. Might have been a little, little 
demonic smile, but it's a smile nonetheless, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, obviously, this is like, you know, this is full time Slayer. Pretty you know? much, yeah. Because yeah. it was like when I was talking, when I was talking to Zet, and he was, he was like, look, no, no, no. <laughs> Gary's not filling in for Jeff. Gary's in Slayer, you know? That's, that's, he's in Slayer. You know, Exodus is still here as well. Um, when you were doing, when you were doing Blood In, Blood Out, um, were, you, were you kind of conscious of the, the clash? That Could you see a clash further ahead with the touring well, schedule? Well, we recorded the album and, you know, it's like, all right, we have, this, we have this open time here to do it. And so, you know, we worked really hard and we got the album done, you know, like, and obviously we had a vocal change, which I was there home for Rob's vocals and when we made the change, you know, I was in Europe. So they were sending me files back and forth, you know, so Right. You know, so that that was the only thing different for me than the way I've done any other Exodus albums. I was listening to tracks from abroad, you know. Right. Right. So so how were you tracking them? Were you tracking and sending your stuff in or did you already No, I, I was at home and I did all my tracks at home like I normally would, you know. And had we not made the vocal change you know every, everything was done at home but then you know that pushed things back further and you know so I had to tour schedule yeah, yeah. it was kind of cool though in some ways because you know there was some stuff like uh, you know some songs I heard like especially mainly the two that Lee wrote you know I'd never heard any vocals to those you know and right. so I heard them like a fan would Oh, you know, cool! For the first time, yeah. lyrically, everything. Oh, wow! And so, you know, I was hearing something I'd never heard before, and so that was kind of cool. That's never happened in Exodus. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That I heard Gary an Exodus Holt song. Hearing an Exodus song. I heard an Exodus time. song for the first time the same way anybody else buying the record would. You know, so oh, that's awesome. It was kind of cool. It made me smile. Yeah, yeah, it would. It would. Uh, maybe Rob's recent comments not make you smile so much. You know, I understand he's. It, it doesn't anger me, you know. I have nothing but love for Rob. It wasn't a business decision. It cost us money to like change vocals. We paid two guys to sing on the album. I think the album sales were going to do just what we did, regardless. But you know, I mean, he's angry and he's hurt, and you know, I'm not going to be hurt by any of the comments made because I still got nothing but love for the guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, and time time heals all. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, hell, you know, the rest of my band are on tour without me right now. So, yeah. How, how dare they? What's that? <laughs> how dare they? No, I, I absolutely <laughs> have. They have my full blessing to continue working. You know, on yeah, absolutely, time, you know? absolutely. I don't take a penny. Yeah, know? I know there are other guys in similar situations. They still get in their cut. I don't take nothing. You know, I don't take a penny for merch. Nothing. As you guys are working, it's your money. Yeah, yeah. You're you're putting the shift in. It's your way. Yeah, I don't ask for nothing. You know, yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, it's no. like you know, hey, well, it's my band. Where's my piece of the pie? You know, like, you know, I don't ask for a fucking red cent. You know, that's well, it's too. I haven't earned it. I'm not there. That's the way yeah. I look at it. Yeah. Some people could say, well, it's your band. You're, you know, you're the leader of the band. You know, the, the band's name's on the merch. Like they're the ones playing live to sell that merch. It's their money, not mine. Well, the thing is, as well, is you you know when you do it yourself. You know, it's, it's it's not easy, and they're I mean they're fucking touring their asses off. You know, yeah. You know, I mean, the UK tour they've announced in February is like, who the fuck plays twelve dates in the UK anymore? I know. You know? So, it's wow, be fucking cold. Too. They're playing. They're playing places I'm freezing I've never right heard now. Of. I'm freezing my ass off. 
But I'm a California boy. I can't handle I, this. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Well, it was. It was. Yeah, it was like this when we played with you back in the day. It was like freezing cold winter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I know because uh, Zet Zet um, messaged me on um, uh, on Acid Rain's Instagram page. It was like, get hold of me. I've been trying to get hold of him ever since. Um, but um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll play a couple of shows with them while, awesome. while, while they're over here. Oh man, it would just be such a throwback. You know, yeah, yeah, such a throwback. Um, do you ever, do you ever see anything of Rick these days? What's that? Do you ever see anything of Rick these days? Yeah, yeah, he comes down when we play Bay Area shows. You know, be it Slayer or Exodus or Bolt together, which you know I've done the double duty thing. Yeah, he comes down and checks it out. You know, and and uh, whenever possible, if it's logistically possible, he gets up and plays a couple songs with us. You know, and you know I got not you know he's my brother. You know, yeah, he's absolutely. As close to me as my own blood. You know, yeah. Yeah, oh, I remember you two. You two back in the day. I don't think I've ever seen a couple of guitarists who so so close. Yeah, because you know? yeah, no, normally it's kind of like yeah, yeah. You know, we're working together, but you no, know, no, he's my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you were always thick as thieves, you two. Yeah, Definitely. I always said like we always did our best solos on the same song because we'd inspire each other. Yeah, and like you know, all right, that solo's killer. This one's killer, but look at this one song where we both just shine. You know, because you know one would do something and the other would like be inspired it wasn't a challenge it was all about like just you know musical love you know what I yeah mean? yeah absolutely yeah. yeah 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 like wow you've done that right right you, you're yeah. gonna push me right yeah absolutely but that's that's chemistry isn't it you can't force it that's it's, it's no you can't force it and you know i'm lucky that i have the same thing with lee you know in exodus and even with carrie now you know it's like you know and we have some great shows together and like if one of us is feeling a little under the weather or something the other one will pick it up and carry pick up the slack you know yeah yeah and what's when when you were putting your solos down on, uh, on Repentless um, is, is there you know is there, is there a great deal of difference to the way you'd approach a solo than you would with Exodus I mean obviously there's a big difference because with Exodus you you've most likely written the tune you may have had something in mind all along whereas, yeah yeah there's that, you know, I mean, when I did the solos for Repentless, I wasn't, like, consciously thinking about playing, like, anybody other than myself. You know, I might have, like, left left some solos a little scrappier than I normally would, you know, because I thought it fit Slayer a little more if I'm yeah. not being too overly clean and and melodic and stuff like that, you know. But I've always done a little nothing. I've been good at chaos, too, you know. I can do good six-string chaos as well as, like, you know melody you know and uh so you know i just went in and and left them kind of raw you know yeah rather than like overly refine them yeah yeah you did uh, you did did you do them all in a day i'm sorry did you do them all in a day all in a day yeah fuck yeah but you know slayer soul see you know i said that and people like either saying wow that's amazing or man he must have really not gave a shit slayer Slayer solos are yeah, that's sh- people who don't get Slayer music, solos right? are shorter than Exodus solos, all right? Yeah. You know, some yeah. of my Exodus solos, you take one lead and it's as long if you add them up as all the <laughs> solos on the album from Slayer behind. Uh, combined, you know, it you know, I, it doesn't take long to do like a you know, it might ca- technically be one solo, but it also might be fucking 10 seconds long, you know? Yeah. You know, so you know, it's almost more like a lead break, you know? Yes, and yes, some of the back- Exodus solos are long and they're you know, there's always the occasional epic one, you know, where I do my annual rip off Richie Blackmore as hard as I can bit. 
And, you know, and yeah, they're, you know, fucking, they go around for a ways, you know. Yeah. but and, uh, So those take a lot more time, you know. But it's just, it's catching the vibe as well, isn't it? As long as like, it's like, like Repentless, you, say, you know. I do two solos on Repentless, but we're trading off leads. They're like little lead breaks. They're short, you know. Like, yeah. You know, I've got yeah. I've got open lead breaks that long on X's records, you know? Yeah. Before yeah. the drums kick in and the solo actually starts, you know. So, yeah, those take longer, but, you know, it went by fast, you know. So we um, had you played? Had you played with Paul before? Yeah, well, in Exodus, you know, he did one album. Of course, yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I completely forgot. Yeah. So yeah. there's this like incestuous cross yeah. band relationship thing going, you know, of, like you know, it's like kind of six degrees of separation, you know. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah, but that's really, but that's but that's really cool. I mean, that's you know, like you say, it's it's incestuous because there is there's there's that kind of you know it's. It's the thrash metal family, isn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly, you know. I mean, he played for many years in Slayer. He played for, you know, a couple in Exodus, you know. And, yeah. And, you know, he's supported Exodus in States as a drummer for Forbidden. And, well, yeah. I, you know, I, we played together with Exodus while he was in Testament. And, we, well, I, yeah, I, I hung out with him a bit when he, used to, when he was in Forbidden. They came over here a couple of times. Uh, and, um, and I hung out with him then when, when he was playing, he was playing with a broken arm. They toured Europe. That was right yeah. after, either right after or right before the U.S. tour they did with us, because he had the broken arm then as well. Yeah, I think he broke it over here. Yeah, and well, after yeah. That was the U.S. tour, and he played the whole show one-handed, basically. You know. Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, that, that, yeah. Whole that tour, was I mean, not show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, old tour. That's that fucking metal. <clears throat> totally that's, wouldn't happen now. Yeah, that's metal as fuck. Yeah, it wouldn't happen now. It'd be like so and so's had to stand down and so and so's stepping in. Yeah. You know, it's like now. Oh, well, I'm it, doing the show. I'm doing the tour. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing both. Yeah, yeah. Broke my arm. We better get somebody else in. No fucking way. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, and he used to show it off as well. I remember it was like you know he'd be up there with his cast. Might as well, so. you know. Yeah. People absolutely. wonder why the the drum fills are so simplistic. You know, you better show them why. You know. Got yeah, cast on this one. So yeah, you're hearing a lot of single drum hits. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of single drum and even more feet than usual. Yeah. Um, you me- you mentioned um, uh, Richie Blackmore there. So um, have you seen the new lineup? Are you? Uh, I'm hoping Slayer gets booked about- on one of those festivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Carrie and I both want to see it really bad. It, yeah, it's kind of weird. It just came from absolutely nowhere, didn't it? Yeah, you just know, I guess totally you want to rock a little bit, you know. I mean, I've seen Blackmore's Night Live, and it was spectacular. It was the finest guitar, finest display of guitar playing I've ever seen from him. It was him just playing acoustic all night, you know, it was awesome. Wow. Is, I, I, mean, when you, it, I mean, was that the best live performance of, a, of another guitarist that you've, that you've seen? I'm sorry? Is that, is that the best kind of It was one of live? the greatest I'd ever seen. It was phenomenal. Where'd you see that? San Francisco. Right. That must have been a while ago. Uh, several years ago, yeah. yeah. About seven, eight years ago, something like that. Cool, cool. So, um, what, are the, what are the plans as regards... Because you, you, there's two massive touring cycles for Exodus and for, for Slayer. Is then there one big, fat Gary Hol- Holiday at the end of that? There's never a Gary Holt Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I just I bought a house a month ago and it's sitting vacant. <laughs> there's probably squatters in it you know You know, my wife's been at home packing and it t- I told her just pack up your own things my shit will go quick I'm getting a dumpster when I get home I'm throwing a lot of crap away yeah. I own a lot of crap that I'm taking you know it's like 
but yeah, yeah, you know, it's like I could have moved into that house like before I left for this tour, and it's sitting there completely vacant. There's probably crackheads inside it. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good. It's a nice neighborhood, so hopefully no crackheads. But uh, you know, maybe some teenage kids are getting drunk in my house at night. Yeah, you, you never know. You never know. Spray oh. painting on the walls and shit, you know. Yeah, well, well, as, as, as long as it, as long as it's like, you I'll know, kill some motherfuckers. <laughs> as, long as, as long as it's pentagram, I'll kill some like motherfuckers because that. that's exactly what I would have done when I was seventeen. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I so, had no respect, you know. Like, so how does she feel about you never being home? I'm sorry? How'd she feel about you never being home? Uh, well, you know, I had her out here on this tour for two and a half weeks. So, oh, right. You know, okay, I, cool, I took a seven-week tour and, and broke it down into two smaller ones. Right. With some time spent. You know, it's hard. You know, I got three children, too, you know. And they, you know, it's kind of hard to, like, make time at home where, where it needs. So, you know, when I'm home, though, you know, I, the, my attention's all focused on my family, you know. Yeah, of course. Of course. So does that mean that, uh, you know, writing and inspiration and things like that, is, is that something that you just kind of... Right now I'm just... inspired by these drums turned into stools yeah, yeah. and coffee <laughs> really tables. Cool, isn't it? Before this interview, I already taken photos of the construction because, you know, I'm turning my garage into, like, the ultimate man cave. And I'm like, God, these would be great. You yeah, know? they would, wouldn't they? And go on Craigslist and find some beat up, fucked up old drums, you know, and, and turn them into, like, coffee tables like this guy right here or some... Yeah, it's awesome. yeah, beautifully mirrored, isn't it? And and it's, it's they've kind of got the whole sort of ship vibe going. I like on, the shelf made out of the road case lid, you know that too. You know? That's awesome. Um, I saw um I saw a a Marshall lunchbox today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was just that just blew me. You away. know the thing that sucks is I just gave away some like really massive road cases that were kind of beat up and fucked up and now I'm thinking man I could have made those lids into some great shelves you know? yeah or you could, make, you could make some nice <laughs> wardrobes you know just yeah, no, I would have cut them under pieces like that and put them around the walls it would have been awesome but I gave them away just <laughs> take them just, just, just two old guys talking about DIY yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> that, right now you know I'm counting the days I get home so I can actually move into the uh, fucking house I, I own and haven't moved a single fucking box into yeah yeah, so it's, and she's going to be living in there all settled down and it's going to be... Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a couple, two and a half months at home after this tour, so I'll be able to, like, nest, which would be good, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is the man cave going to be part man cave, part studio? Yeah, or? yeah. I'm going to build yeah. a studio in it. I'm going to build the full Pro Tools rig and, and uh, be able to record my shit, you know, right in my own So that's where garage, the next that's yeah. where the next Exodus album is going to be recorded then. Yeah. yeah. We always record on our own anyway. We did the last one where Tom Honey lives out on a goat ranch, you know? So. Oh, awesome. Yeah, you know, we, we don't do studios. We do studios for drums because you need so many much more equipment, you know, so yeah. many more inputs and mics and, and just the, the hardware you need, the stands, you know, the proper booms for the room mics, yeah. you know? But we do everything for the last several albums. We do it all on our own. We'll uh, Mr. Mr. Sneep has told me all about yeah, recording yeah. with Exodus. Yeah, well, if you, we could put electricity in a cave, we'll record an album in a cave. We don't care. Yeah. You know, why spend all the money on a studio time when you could do the whole record on a laptop anyway? You know. Yeah, yeah. Now he, he spoke uh, very, very highly of working with you guys. Cause yeah, he, yeah. He, he, I, he I did just saw him the other night. He's my homeboy. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he, I. I mean, because we kind of we kind of grew up together on the old the yeah. UK scene, the old um, Sabbath days. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we were um, my bad. We were um, we were um, guests, uh, surprise guests 
Andy's 18th birthday party. No, no way. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then we went and played with Death Angel the following day in uh, the Astoria. Oh, but, but yeah, yeah, we all we all turned up. Big surprise! Oh, that's know. awesome! Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. We often remind him. We've got got some really embarrassing photos from back <laughs> in the day. That's so cool. Um, okay, get getting the sign. So um, we'll wind up. Look, Gary, it's been awesome. Right to see you again. Thank you. Good to see you again, yeah, Andrew. Thanks for talking about it. It's freezing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got Gotta an extra get my shirt hands to wear working here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get um, well, yeah. Get warmed up. Anyway, thank you. And that was that. Um, only a, um, a a brief chat, but uh, awesome nonetheless. Big, big thanks to Cousin Ostra PR, Michelle there, who sorted that out. Now, funnily enough, I, um, somebody mentioned something. I, I can't remember what it, exactly what it was, but it inspired me to tell you the story behind this interview, right? I started working on that it, when I was at Bloodstock um, in August with Reanimator. And I bumped into Michelle from Cosa Nostra, who does the Bloodstock PR. And um, the dates were already out. And I said, look, I'd really love to get a chance to sit down with Gary and have a chat. And even on the day, it was still in the balance as to whether it was going to happen. Um, so for all of you, and you know, no, no guest list or anything like that, I bought a ticket like everybody else. Um, uh, but I got uh, they they sneaked me in there and I managed to grab half an hour and it, that was awesome. But just to give you an idea, things do not just drop in your lap. You have to go looking for them. Um, uh, in a tweet, somebody called me like friend friend to the stars or whatever. That's that that's yeah. That's not the case, guys. I know a few people, but even if you know them, um, it's it, it, that that doesn't you know always mean a great deal. Um, you know, because I mean, a huge organisation like Slayer, you know, um, they're, they're, it's a worldwide organisation that, frankly, gives zero fucks about me and my podcast. And quite rightly, uh, I know my place in the food chain. So, um, so that is, you know, that just a little bit of an idea as to sometimes how these things come together. And um, uh, but invariably, you know, it is chasing, it is working, it is you know just using my time when i bump into people um to the very best of my ability so um moving on um coming up now is the interview that i did a few days ago just prior to our nottingham show uh with lawnmower death with the um the legendary stilly paps now stilly has been crewing um, for the last 25 years, 26 years, he started out with Acid Rain and he, is, he has been with everybody since. Um, from Skunk and Ancy and Feeder and the Stereophonics all the way across to um, uh, Carcass, Pit Shifter, Cathedral. Um, shit, what else did he do? He worked with Gene, Gene Hogland for years. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, so he, so he worked death, he worked strapping young lads, so done all sorts of stuff. Anyway, what's the point in me going on about this? Here is a real behind the scenes look, as I said I was going to do this year. I wanted to get more people in from around the industry, and I thought this would be like the ultimate, really. So, um, you never hear from the road crew, but you do on this episode of Talking Bollocks. This is Stilly Paps, um, uh, having a chat at Tolling, Talking Bollocks, having a chat at Talking Bollocks Towers. You you try fucking saying that. Stop laughing and try and say it. Having a chat, having a chat at Talking Bollocks Towers, um, a couple of days ago. Here it is. Hello, once again. You, um, you find me yet again 
um, in my front room with yet another legend of the music industry. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Stilly Paps is with me today. Good evening. Good evening. Um, now, the thing is that um, I, I've obviously written an intro for the um, for this podcast, so people will know who you are. Okay. Um, um, when they, you know, when they dip into this interview, so they, they we're we're going to kind of like you know just carry on. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, I did say at the beginning of this year, which is we were recording this um, uh, the night before the uh, Acid Brain Lawnmower Death Show in Nottingham Rock City. We're doing it on the Friday night, um, which is uh, December the tenth, I do believe, and um, uh, we're going to head up to Nottingham tomorrow to do the show, and then that's the uh, the end of the year for us all. Steely flies back to Germany where he lives, and. Um, uh, I go back up north as well. Anyway, uh, that's our Christmas is planned. <laughs> um, uh, so that's when we're recording it. Um, and I just say at the beginning of the year that I was a bit of a tangent on it. Um, that I wanted to kind of expand the uh, the borders of the podcast and try and get as, as much of a rounded view of people who work in the industry, um, not just people in bands. And we've had we, we had um, uh, Andrew Max, uh, Andrew Max, well, Andrew O'Neill, who's um, uh, who's a friend of mine and is also a very successful heavy metal comedian. We've had um, writers on, um, we've had authors on, we've had you know all sorts. And so um, I thought you we should. Thought you'd start from the bottom up. Sorry. You thought you'd start from the bottom. From up. start from the bottom up exactly. <laughs> and then you know and the you know we've done bands. The pinnacle really is is the crew. That's that's all anyone's really interested in. <laughs> so um, now I did want to start by I don't know if I, I might I might not put this in the intro, but first up, um, let's let's go through who you've worked with over the years because it's a really varied, interesting mix. So let's go all the way back to who's the <laughs> who's the first band who's the the first band that you crewed for who gave you your leg up into the industry and that you owe your entire life to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't remember that far back. I'll give you a clue. You're wearing a T-shirt of theirs <laughs> right now that it I is. fucking gave you. It is the yeah. What can I say? Go on, say it. <laughs> I was trying to think of a a word to go before the band name. The magnificent Acid Rain. Yeah, that's how I started. Thank you very much. Thank you. Because we yeah. usually get for some reason we we've got we get the mighty a lot. We get the mighty acid rain. I don't know why it's bit, that's cropped up a few times, but I'll take magnificent. Thank you very much. It's all I could uh, I could uh, put together at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've I've, to- I've told the um, I've told the, the listeners before about the story about when um, uh, Gaz left um, at the end of the um, the nuclear assault tour, um, and he gave uh, he gave you a note, and I was looking down the staircase and I saw it happen. Do you remember? Because I, I saw him give you something yeah. and then walk off, and I saw you come running That's upstairs, right. and I, I was looking down because I thought something was going on. Well, took me all the way out to the something, box. something just didn't feel right, yeah. and um, and then you gave, you got the note, and you, and I stopped you and said, "What's going on? What's that?" And I said, "Gaz is giving me a note." I said, "Well, what, what's he saying?" He said, "He said give it to Jem." So I'm going to give it to Jem. So I'm like, okay, so off we went and gave it to Jem, and he read it out. That you know, yeah. yada yada yada. Uh, water under the bridge that um, <laughs> that he, he wasn't coming and, and Jem just looked at, and Jem just looked at you and goes and we just looked, looked at all of us and went you know what this means don't you and we were thinking fucking hell what end of the tour it, no, it goes, yeah. Uh, yeah it means you, you've got a bunk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> St- St- still he was looking like he, well it was dodgy whether he was going to be able to come on the rest of the tour with us. well that's how I shouldn't have been there anyway really so yeah you know 
we, we forgot to mention that we were bringing uh, crew. <laughs> but you had my kit. Yeah, well, 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 well we, we borrowed your kit um, exclusively, I do believe. And you still L- do now. Lovely for you. Well, yeah, we are borrowing <laughs> your snare drum for these live dates. Yes, we, we are. Thank you very much. But yeah, that's how I started. And uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a long road, but... Yeah, know, it has, hasn't it? It's, uh, so I mean, yeah, but you, where did you go? Because you did, you did Acid Rain, you did Reanimator, you did, um, did you, you did a few old school thrash bands in your time, haven't you? Well, yeah, I mean, through working with you, obviously, I get, you get to, you know, you become friends with the bands you toured with, you know. Mm. And luckily for me, you know, you toured with American bands who come over again on their next album and. You know, back then they couldn't. You know, they didn't have touring crew. They had, you have touring crew for your own country, but then if you fly abroad, you know, you can't afford to take your whole crew. So you might take one or two, but you always need guitar techs or drum techs or whatever. So I got to know Gene, uh, Dark Angel. He came over, didn't have a drum tech, wanted me to do it, so I did everything with Gene from then onwards. Death strapping young lad you know I, so. did, you, I didn't realise you did strapping yeah oh. a little bit yeah not not everything but yeah. you know towards towards the end of uh, well not towards the end of, of my sort of metal years you know um, but yeah I did did most of most of the stuff which you yeah because it's weird isn't it because yeah you've like like a band you've gone through you've gone through various periods haven't you well, it's yeah. like you went through you went through your thrash times you went through your metal times and you you kind of like in your sort of chilled out stereophonics years now aren't well, you well, that's, that's <laughs> it's right. next stop scrap heap well no next stop acid rain again touche touche we've gone in a, in a big circle twenty six years or something yeah but no you you know because you you work with say a metal band that you you don't know anybody else on the crew. It's just it's been a phone call from somebody. Can you do this? So you say yes. So you meet all these new people, and then obviously you keep in contact with them people, and they know other people and other bands, and so you go through different genres of music. With, yeah. With bands that you work for. And, yeah. You know, well, it's like a mate of mine is a was bass bass tech for Billy Sheehan for about five years, yeah. and now he's Billy he's bass tech for. Um, go West yeah. the 80s pop band you just get off you know, a it's gig and obviously you know you take it unless you're not, you're not doing anything else and it goes from there it's just another branch you know and you, you get phone calls from different people you've never heard of oh we need a drum tech for whoever you know and you, you say yes because <laughs> you need the work <laughs> yes you know. well it is because it's you're a, you're a freelancer That's basically it. yeah you, know, you, and there's, you get the there's no well I don't know of a company that I could work for that you know would constantly keep me employed you know so yeah there's no sort of agents for what you what not, you do not really no you know there's production companies that will have your name on their books and stuff but you know you've still got a do it yourself. You still got. To look that's, a, that's a really good point, actually. I had never thought of that. That, that yeah, there's the, the there is no sort of agencies out there, is there? Which is kind of is yeah, it, it's, 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 it's still, kind of weird, really. It's still all word of mouth. Oh, I know this guy. And, yeah. You know, well, I suppose that's or, I, that. That is um, uh, that's really cool that that's we've we've managed to identify something about the old music business that still exists today. Yeah. 
which is that's been unaffected. It's still word of mouth, and yeah. you know, it's not it's yeah, who you know, and exactly, yeah. I mean, being available and all that. You the rest can of find it. out more about people and you know what they've done. Obviously, going on the internet and there's crew space and all these websites and stuff, and you have your picture up there and kind of a CV that you can read, but. You know, it's still basically you get a phone call or you'll get an email. So and so's given me your email address. Right. Are you available to do a take that tour or stereophonics tour or whoever, you know? Yeah. So, you know. Did you do a take that tour? No. Good. <laughs> but I probably would, you know. I'm sure you would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did, um, so what did you do, um, what did you do after Jane then and, and strapping? Um, well, at that, at that point, didn't you do, didn't, I remember I you doing, doing a lot like, of carcass, yeah. a lot of cathedral. Because um, I got in touch, you know, in contact with all, you know, with Dig basically at Zero yeah. Records. Um, you know, and he was putting on um, God's a Grind tour, um, just like a four band package carcass, cathedral, entombed, confessor. Um, you know, and he, he needed a, a crew for that, so I was available, and then I got to meet all these other bands, so of course, I kept with Carcass, I kept with Cathedral, they did tours with Napalm Death, I did stuff with Napalm Death, so then I was in with all the death metal kind of bands, so I did loads of years with all them, Entomb, did lots with Entomb. Um, do you do stuff with it? For, I keep wanting to say Malevolent Creation or um, Sugar or um, a band who want you do who ask, ask you to manage them. No, I was doing Morgoth, German That's band. It. Yes, German death metal band. Are they still going? Uh, yeah, I, I thought I think so. Seen left just recently, um, but yeah, they, they sort of disappeared and then came back again. Um, but yeah, at the time they were. Wanting to, I don't know if they were doing their own record label or Century Media was just starting and Carson, the guitarist, was part of Century Media. And he kind of wanted me to be the British distributor kind of thing. Basically, he wanted to send me box and boxes of Century Media CDs, you know, all the bands, yeah. and distrib you know, post them out, you know, mail order from my house <laughs> so that was kind of it didn't happen but um, yeah he, he was part of, of Century Media and their distribution and obviously guitarist in the band and yeah yeah we, we were just chatting about me maybe becoming their mail order distributor or whatever you want to call it right just because I was their drum tech at the time you must be a very well you must have made a very good impression I don't know we got along. <laughs> did a few tours with them. They were great. So, what, so what did you go on to do after that? Like, as you like said, you were doing a lot of death bands. Um, so you, you go through your death metal. You go through your death metal phase. Um, well, it's what, what kind of. Well, it's not really metal, but a lot of people liked them. A lot of people who like metal still like them. Skunk and Nancy. All oh, right. Yeah. Well, they're 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 back, aren't they? Well, yeah, they never really disappeared. You know. Had you heard? Have you heard from Mark at all? Because I know because you, you, you work for well, Skunk quite a lot. In, in February, so. So you you, you know, did you, I mean you did loads of US touring with them as well, didn't you? And you we, yeah. so you toured with uh, who are the bands you toured with in the states? What with Skunk? Yeah. 
Um, they supported Henry Rollins over there, which was weird, but good tour, you know. Um, uh, we did a Rammstein tour, an early Rammstein tour. They, they were big ish, they were playing like shed type venues, big sheds, but not nothing like Madison Square Garden sort of that thing we watched the other week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, was, it was a weird tour, obviously, Skunk and Nancy. Um, but it was Rammstein headlining, Soulfly were on as well. And Stained. Yeah. And Skunk Nancy was, was the opener, so like a four band bill. So. Right. But yeah, they did their own tours out there, nothing big really. But you know, they were, obviously at that time they were huge in, in Europe, so. Is, but is that where. So were you coming out of your sort of. So you went from death metal to. To Skunk Nancy. Yeah. Was that just Mark getting in touch? Just Mark Richardson, um, Mark Richardson, the drummer of uh, Skunk Nancy. Still, he'd worked with before because he was a drummer in Feeder, but he'd also worked with him before. Well, so well I no, knew he him. was in Feeder after Skunk Nancy. Ah, right, yeah, yeah, and then in Skunk Nancy yeah. again. Yeah. Um, and but he, was in but he also but he was in Little Angels, yeah, which is all which goes <coughs> all the way back to like the seven degrees of acid rain. Yeah. Um, uh, everything, <laughs> everything comes well, yeah, back to that, acid that rain. That was a call from because um, Little Angels shared same management as Acid Rain. That's right. Um, and is and uh, is I mean, did you work with with Little Angels? Yeah. No. So um, I, how did you? So how I, are you, Mark? Hook up. I with? got the phone call. I got a phone call from a guy called Sean Brady. Sure. I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm on Facebook with Sean with, I remember Sean tech. he's working he, same as me he works for loads of bands Sean, Sean from Bradford uh, from Birmingham oh right. you're thinking of Sean McCarthy yes yeah. I am Sean Who, McCarthy as it? in yeah uh, worked for uh, um, humanoia recordings yes <laughs> but anyway I was at Sorry. the Duchess of York in Leeds watching yeah. a band can't remember which band. Yes, who was it? Honeycrack. Do you remember them? No. Anyway, kind of a uh, Wild Hearts kind of thing. Anyway, because I needed a sound engineer. Went to the gig, and Sean was a guitar tech. And after the gig, we had a beer, and Sean said, "Oh, I'm working with Skunk Nancy. They're looking for a drum tech." Um, so basically, got. In contact through him, I got the gig. Um, and was with them for years, eight years. Fucking hell, really? Was it that long? Like that, yeah. Because I know I came yeah. to see you a few times w w um, when you were working for Skunk at Brixton. Yeah, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, Astoria. I, I, yeah, I was going to say the Astoria. <coughs> and I remember the Astoria. You we and I. In the Astoria. You and I sat side stage watching Muse smoking weed talking about how crap Muse were you were <laughs> like you were like they're on, you just go, they're on, they're on the Madonna's label I don't get it and I tell you what Stilly I fucking still don't get it to this day <laughs> it's just it's just yeah. heavy metal Coldplay well, fuck they, off they student music no thank you they supported Skunk oh they're really good live Man, oh fuck do. off it was like one of their first tours Oh, yeah, because I never got to work with Muse, but did get a phone call, did get an offer. Oh yeah, yeah, just to cover for somebody for a few gigs or something. But, but yeah, it's weird how uh, things come and go, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So skunk, skunk was still metal, but it, it, you know you obviously moved on from your death metal. Well, years. while I was doing skunk, I was doing something totally not metal. I was doing Aswad. <laughs> and for you metal metal listeners who don't know who Aswad are, they're uh, a reggae band. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, uh, a famous reggae band. They're probably one of the biggest British reggae bands. Going yeah, 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 definitely. But that was good as well. That was great. Had some good times with them. Took me to Hawaii for a few days. Nice. So, uh, yeah. Getting crystal meth. <laughs> Apparently, uh, that's what Hawaii is really good for. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> surfing and crystal meth. But um, so yeah, after Skunk and Nancy, um, probably Stereophonics, M- among others, you know. Um, but yeah next year will be my 15th year with Stereophonics bloody hell wow Jesus that sounds sounds like quite a sentence but um, you know still will work with anybody (coughs) well yeah alright thank you very much yeah yeah cheers (laughs) cheers thanks for the compliment yeah I'll work with anyone (laughs) alright cheers nice one Um, Um, how was it Rock City the other week no, were you there? You were there with. Um, with the uh, yeah. Well, funnily enough, um, I was sent a picture by a square dancer via Facebook. Thank you. I can't remember your name, but they sent in a picture. They said I'm at the Stereophonics gig. I think it was Nottingham, but they didn't say where. It, it, it looked like quite a small gig. Yeah. And they said the roadies wearing your t-shirt, and they sent a picture, and it was you wearing. It was probably. Were, yeah. I sent a message back saying, "Now oh, that'll be that'll be the legend that is still in caps." <laughs> Yeah, it's probably Rock City. But yeah, he's, there's a, a lot of comments about your t-shirts, mate. Well, that's, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, and, um, and of course, you are also brother of um, Kevin Papworth, um, or Kev, as he was known to Acid Rain fans. Yeah. Former lead guitarist and chief dungaree wearer. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, you, you, you've kind of like... He, he, you've kind of crossed paths over the years, but not not, not recently. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not for a good few years. Um, didn't now? Did, did you? Did, am I I'm inventing this? Have you worked with Slipknot? No, no, I haven't worked with Slipknot. So I am inventing that then. Um, I don't know why I thought that. I've worked with Stone Sour. Really? Um, yeah. yeah, I filled in. Well, it was like a three-week European tour. Oh, right. Um, the drum tech was getting married and going on honeymoon, and because I I know Shirt, sure, the sound engineer, who I think you've met a few times. Yeah, I know Shirt. Sure. Um, so yeah, I got an offer for that. Met Joey, the, the drummer, Slipknot, a few times. But, now, yeah. ah, now that's interesting. <laughs> like crowbar acid raining at every fucking available opportunity. Isn't is uh, again? I, I might have made this up. Did we have a conversation at some point about you meeting Joey Jordans and, and a certain band being brought up in conversation? Yeah, yeah. Can you just please <coughs> you remind me refresh. and the listeners, right? Because <laughs> they haven't heard this story before. Not from you, right? They've heard it from me. Well, so you were there. Apparently. They oh, oh, hang on. Already you started with apparently. Distancing right. yourself from your own story. He did tell me. He did? Yeah. And who's he? Joey. Joey who? 
Jordison. <laughs> right, okay. The Ex- then Slipknot yeah, yeah, the then Slipknot drummer. Um, Joey Jordanson. He said that they used to listen to a certain band in their dressing room before they went on stage. <laughs> that band being the almighty Acid Rain. Fucking hell. That's true. That's what he told me. He must have been thinking of a different acid. He right? told me that in Japan. That's why. Oh, <laughs> oh does that somehow mean it's like no, definitely? Because I was in Japan and I met him there, and right. know, so it's kind of a a memory, you know, a good memory. Wow. But yeah, that's what he told me. Wow. How are we not playing any gigs with them? <laughs> well, he's not in the band anymore. Well, yeah, but. The rest of them apparently. Well, he said, "Well, he said they, they." I presume he meant the band, well, no, um, or is it you know, just I him? Talked with um, the Stone Sour. <coughs> yeah, you know, spoke with uh, Corey quite a bit. So, and uh, yeah, he, he remembers you, and we chatted about you and stuff. So. Really? Yeah. I've. <laughs> yeah. You see, I mean, they're now, all, they're I've all never heard age. this before. But I've never. No, hang on, hang on. Yeah, but so. for people listening, what, what? Well, you know what? What they and you don't realise is I didn't know that. Yeah. Well. Fuck it now. That's what you got to think. You know, they're all our age. You know, they're all. I mean, I know they're from America and blah blah blah. But back then, you know, with the tape trading and and all that, you know, people knew all these bands. They weren't necessarily big fans. Or I'm going to try and get. I'm going to try and get. A, I'm going to try and get Corey Taylor on the show then. You should. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna find out how to contact. I'm gonna find out how to contact the motherfucker. You should. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna start with Twitter. Um, chatting with loads of people just these last few weeks. Loads of people remember you. And, well, was Weird. At that gig in Royal Court, uh, yeah, Royal Court in Liverpool. And, yeah. That's cool. That's cool, but anyway, look. This isn't this isn't an acid rain podcast. I've managed oh, to hijack it. I've managed to hijack it um, very successfully, I might add. Um, but we were just talking about, like, you know, you sort of, you know, one minute. Well, not one minute, but over the years that you've done, like, you 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 came in through the metal door, like, well, the thrash metal door with us. Then you went a bit heavier, death, grind, stuff like that, yeah. and then you sort of, and then, but you did eight years. For skunk and, and and you've done fifteen for um, <coughs> uh, stereophonics. It's like so you've been away from the metal scene for quite quite some time. Well, yeah, but you know you got to remember because I say fifteen years. It's not you know fifteen years, twelve months every year for fifteen years. You know because obviously the band have a break and then they've got to record other albums. So I'm not working with them. So if I get a phone call from somebody else. I'll go and do it, you know. Um, Is that how Billy Talent came about? Because you've been with, we've well, yeah, got, Billy we've Talent. Got, we've forgotten to mention them. Billy you, Talent, yeah, I've been with them since 2007, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Because you know, um, they... Sometimes, if, you, if you're working with a band, especially a known band, you know, because they'll have a... They'll release an album and then they'll have a kind of a set schedule. You know, you know they're going to be touring in America and then I'll do Europe and you know basically world tour so if you get a phone call you've got to think do I take this or shall I shall I wait because I know Stereophonics are coming out with an album so that will be a good yeah 
bunch of work, you know. So you got to juggle it, basically. Yeah, and things clash, so you know, you, you got to pick and choose. And what people won't appreciate listening as well is that what you mean is it, it's 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 a really it's a really fine art as well because it's like you could off, be offered a tour that is a there, it's a solid offer, and right. and you know that, but you know something else is coming along that could be even bigger. You know that an actor yeah. working with has got an album coming, they'll be touring for years. And, but if you turn that offer down, anything can happen on the other end. Yeah. You know, the album can get delayed. Well, you know, you somebody, know. A, ben, a, a band member finds out his wife's pregnant again or you whatever. Never know, you never know you're on tour until you're on the tour bus. Was the don't, beli- yeah. don't believe it till you're on the bus, but, as we used to say in Azadre. But that wasn't, that's not always the case either. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, what do you mean? Well, there's a, a few few kind of stories. I got I got offered some work with Venom. Mm-hmm. A few it was a few European festivals. I think it was two gigs, and we were going to be away for four days or something. Do you want to work? Fucking, of course I do. Of course I want to work with Venom. So yeah, I was on the phone to the tour manager, blah blah blah, because they're coming down from Newcastle to where I was with my parents. They'll pick me up on the tour bus, and we'll go down down to Dover. Blah blah blah. Go and do the gigs. Great. Morning of when I'm supposed to be picked up. Didn't arrive at whatever time it was supposed to be, midday or whatever. Got to one o'clock, not arrived, no phone calls, nothing. Two o'clock, I got a phone call. The band have cancelled, we're not doing it. Okay. Great, there goes my Venom gig down the drain. Okay, now. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, anything can happen. So yeah, um, well, when you said you were you were talking earlier about you know if 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 an offer comes up, I'll um, I love it. By the way, people listening to this who've got iPhones, when every time you get a notification while they're listening to this, they'll they'll go into their phone thinking <laughs> that they've got a text or an email or something. Yeah, I'll put that near so, the mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so anyway, sorry about that, people. Um, but it is an Apple product, therefore just. By virtue of that, it is fucking annoying. Um, but uh, yeah, so we we're just talking about like you know any offer could come along and you know you, yeah. you consider it. And so that is how you ended up working for a certain Mister Adam Ant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So stilly, why don't you tell me and the listeners about this? Because I never tire of hearing this one. What story do you want to know? <laughs> Was that basically where do you want to start? That was a funny tour. <laughs> Is that what you'd call it, funny? So you want to know about the? Well, there's there's two incidents that stand out. Right, one you ended up you ended up in the, in a picture in the Sun newspaper, which obviously we're <laughs> going to get onto. Already, people listening are like, are like whatever they're doing, they're going, hang, they've just stopped what they're doing. <laughs> I'm going, hang on, I'm going to fucking sit down for this. What well, what the fuck did he just say? <sighs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. Well. Uh, so I cut straight to this, that story. That well, you can do, yeah. You know, well, I mean, you know, what, t- tell it chronologically as it, as, as it happened, you know. You, you hooked up with, with Adam Ant, you went uh, on the road. How yeah. long were you going to be on the road for? Well, it was a UK tour, what, two, two, three weeks maybe, I can't remember. How long ago was this? Not long ago, it was his first re- reunion, tour, you know, first tour back or whatever. Four years, four or five years ago. Right, I can't remember. 
Anyway, um, same thing. Got a, well, got a phone call from Chris McCormick. From do I know him? Because you Hearts. said that like I should know. Him. Wild Hearts guitarist. No, I don't think I do know him. Okay. Anyway. No, I, I, I knew I, I knew I, I knew one of one of the Wild Hearts guitarists, but who was the other Wild Hearts guitarist? Not Ginger. Don't say Ginger. Ginger was in the band. Yeah. Was he? What? Not, uh, not Wild Arts. His brother was in the Wild Arts. He was in Three Colours Red. Oh, right. Sorry. Anyway, anyway, got a phone call. What do I do? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. Why not? We laugh. So, did the tour, which was quite eventful. And anyway, got to, to London, the big London show. Adam came on stage, drunk as normal. Walked up to his mic, went to put his foot on the wedge, and didn't see it, <laughs> and fell in the pit, and took the wedge with him. <laughs> so shouldn't laugh really. Shouldn't I ran laugh. over. I'm, gonna I'm just there as a drum tech for two drummers in his band, so I'm not really his tech or anything. <laughs> but anyway, I'm stood at the side of the stage, so I see him go in the pit. I run over, so jump in the pit. He sat there, all sort of shocked. <laughs> all sorts of shocked. Well, it, it, like it, like a little pirate, animal. His pirate hat's all twisted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, pick him up, <coughs> get him back up on stage, and he's he kept fair play to him. He carries on singing, and uh, so I pick up his wedge from the pit and I put it back on the stage, and I'm pushing it into position, you know. Mm-hmm getting it central and he just looks down and sees me and because uh, because of the way he is he obviously didn't know who I was or what I was doing <laughs> so he d- decided to try and kick me in the face <laughs> yeah. so you'd effectively just saved him you just yeah. you just got him out of the pit yeah. and and the next thing that happened was he tried <laughs> to kick you in the face and then spat at me oh <laughs> and then spat at you yeah so, wow, uh, but did, he didn't. I tell you what, Stilly, you you must be some sort of can. <laughs> <laughs> Either that, he didn't or, say a word you know. about it. Whoops. What? what afterwards? Well, old gig. I'm still at the side of the stage where I normally am, you know. Yeah. And he's looking at me, giving me the equal so I'm just okay. I'm out of here. This, you know, been fired. Mm. That's it. This is my last gig. Did the gig, packed the gear away, went to see the tour manager. So, uh, what's the deal then? What what did he say? And he went, what do you mean? I said, what did he say? He fell off the stage. He hurt himself. And he said, he hasn't said a word. So I was like, okay. And that was it. End of story. <laughs> what, just, so you just got to the next gig and he didn't say a word. But like I say, he didn't know who the people were that were working for him. Oh, right, okay. He's, so you're saying he was in a bit of a haze, maybe? Well, he's got bipolar, and obviously he's... No offence to anyone out there who is bipolar, by the way. We no, love we no, love, no we love you. All, we love um, you. We love you both. <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. Um, but yeah, he's, obviously he's got some problems, and uh, he didn't know what day it was. But if he's was. self-medicating with alcohol as well, that's, yeah. that, that can't mean, help you know, the situation. He, he wouldn't turn up for sound check. He... You didn't know if he was going to be there for the gig until what, two minutes before the gig started. He'd just straighten the gig straight on stage, do the gig, and then he'd 
go straight away so he didn't know who who was who you know which is fine but then you don't someone's trying to help you out you don't kick him in the face <laughs> <laughs> no you don't metaphorically or in fact you know physically it's on YouTube apparently is it really and so you ended up in the sun the following day yeah well it was his big you know first big London show you know and he walked out on stage and fell in the pit so obviously <laughs> It's going to make some sort of headline. <laughs> just beautifully summed up that. The whole event. Well, it's his big London gig. He, he walked on and fell in the pit. <laughs> Basically, that's what he did. Oh, what a comeback. Had you done many shows with him up to that point? Yeah, probably quite a few, yeah. I mean, oh, was he ever, was he ever that, um, that bad, in inverted commas? Um, or was it just like a heavy night? No, well, like I say, he hadn't fallen over, but you know he's he's drunk and whatever. And you can you know you can just tell by looking at him in the way he is that you know he's not the be- in the best uh, best um, what's the word? Don't know. He's you know you, you can just tell that he's he's drunk and uh, he he doesn't know what he's doing so. But given his dues, when when the, he was on form, because he had a good band with him, when he was on form, it was, it was a good gig. But when it was a when he wasn't on form, it was a train wreck, basically. Right. But yeah, you, you never saw him. All all the band and crew were all on a, a separate bus. He travelled separately. Um, That's expensive. Well, yeah. Um, well, he was obviously getting good money for it because. We were getting paid good money for it in cash. I well. remember that. I remember that. Yeah. You you came to mine. I can't remember why. Um, yeah. you I probably I probably hooked you up with some weed or something. Yeah. And um, and, and, yeah, I remember you getting out this big wad of fifties. I I think you were going to the bank the following day, and you were like, oh, "I've just been paid." Yeah. And it was just and it wasn't it was all so, Scottish twenties. But it was in, wasn't it? Some like, wasn't there some fifties in there as well? Well, it was. All and wasn't Scottish, it in some sort of? Wasn't, all it, being Scottish. wasn't it in a sort of bag or something? Yeah. He paid all the crew. I mean, there was me. I was doing the drums. There was me, and there was a guitar tech. There was Rambo, the front of house guy, and who else was there? The t-shirt girl. I think that was it. We didn't have a light guy, but we all got paid in cash for the whole tour on like the third gig or something in Glasgow right yeah didn't wow. have to sign anything and you and you in the th- and that was on the third gig yeah so you could have all just <laughs> fucked so off. if if he's you know three gigs into a tour and he can pay he's generated that much cash yeah yeah from you know three gigs worth of yeah uh, um, mo- a great moment. great move from the management mm-hmm. from a from a morale point of view but apparently he spunked it all up the wall <laughs> It's you mean he didn't he went, you, do mean, you mean tell me you didn't invest it wisely on the stock market went, I am shocked I think he bought a car or a bike or something and he's he can't, you know he's not even got a licence <laughs> his tour manager was telling him he, he buys you know piece, you know artwork and stuff and he's not actually living anywhere you know so he's got all these paintings and Ornaments and things arriving at hotels and gigs and things that he can't put anywhere because he's not living anywhere. 
So when you say he's not living anywhere, is he like in, in hotels or is he homeless? Well, no, obviously when he's on tour, he's just in hotels and on the bus and well, he didn't even have a bus, but he tried to fire the bus driver <laughs> <laughs> for wearing a Nine Inch Nails t-shirt. <laughs> well, I think there is a connection. I think Nine Inch Nails used an Adamant sample or something, and he never got any money for it, so he doesn't like him. So when he saw the bus driver wearing a t-shirt, he fired him. <laughs> <laughs> or tried to fire him. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. But yeah. Is he the biggest nutter you've worked with? Um. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Even though like, we never really saw him, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, just when he was around, you wouldn't you want knew to be about him if he's that bad. But, uh, yeah, he's a bit of a bit of a nut job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a bit, just a bit. But hey, a nut job who pays cash three days into the tour is better than a nut job who doesn't. Oh well, yeah, you know. I mean, nut job or not. And tries to kick you in the face. And tries, well, yeah, to be fair, you should have got some danger money for that. <laughs> you know, oh dear. you nearly damaged his boot with your face. You cunt. Yeah. Dear me. That's, um, that's serious. Now, um, without, wanting to, um, without wanting to be on too much of a downer, um, and if you don't want to talk about it, say so. Um, but obviously, you and I were talking the other day, and... Um, we were talking about what happened in Paris, yeah. And um, uh, and you knew the guy who, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the t-shirt guy. Well, you worked with Billy Talent, so I'm, you might have even met him when you come to to gigs. So um, yeah. What was his name? I can't. I'm, I'm just... Nick, pretty Nick, we That's called him. Pretty Nick. Because uh, well, you know, he had yeah, yeah, a long mane and. Uh, yeah, he was just a pretty, pretty boy, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. It was Nick Alexander, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And you've played, obviously, you've played, well, not obviously, but you've played the um, the Bataclan a lot. I've probably been in there when he's been in there as well, like, say, doing Billy Talent. But, yeah, I've been in there loads of times with, with different bands. So, and, uh, so I was like, I was saying to you, when I, when I heard about it, I could, you know, and I saw his picture, I could picture him. And I could picture the venue and picture where he was stood, or would have been stood, you know. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was just awful, it was just gut wrenching. Still is. But, um. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um. Not seen him for a while, but, you know, you, you meet people and you don't see him for years, and then you bump into him. We saw, I didn't see Nick, but, um, I was with Stereophonics and we were doing a gig in, in Bristol. We got there the night before, and Eagles of Death Metal were playing in Bristol that night. So we went down. I didn't see Nick, but Nick Nick would have been there. And that was like a week or so before. So right, yeah, it's, it's it's wrong. It's nasty. Oh fuck me, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's um, yeah. I mean, I I I listen to it unfold on the radio, and um. And I, you know, I obviously I felt straight away like a kind of connection with it being yeah. in a band. Um, well, yeah, and, you know, even if you don't you know, know the people, just you know, 
going to a gig and doing oh yeah I mean, I mean something like that is obviously horrendous but um, I yeah it just it just I you know I, I felt like it you know like wow that's fucking really hit me where I live mm. and that's nothing compared to how it must have felt for you because obviously you knew you, you know you knew the guy yeah. Well, I mean, was. you know, it's, it's even affected. I've just been doing the stereophonics, and uh, we were in production rehearsals for a few days. And um, you know, the, we're doing the gig, and to nobody, just in a big rehearsal room, mm-hmm. but with everything in there, yeah. And so we've got all the the lasers and all the effects that they're going to use for the gig. And there was an idea to have one of these t-shirt launchers. You know, where mm-hmm. you roll a t-shirt into yeah. a ball and stuff it in this gun. Yeah. You know, high-pressure air gun thing. Yeah. Yeah. This fire. And um, they were going to do that. Stereophonics were going to do that, which is a great gag, you know, a great mm. thing to do at arenas, you know. Yeah. And they sort of turned it down because of Kelly didn't want to walk on stage holding a gun. You know. Well, yeah, I suppose there is. Yeah, there is that. Isn't there? Like, Fuck, right? Yeah, you know, it's going to freak some people out. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I, I, I really not and considered so, it. So they didn't do it. Well, know. right, okay, yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, has it got to that? Well, it's funny you should say yeah. that because I was thinking of doing it with, um, with some acid rain shirts. Yeah, because we've got particular sizes that we've well, got fucking shit loads you know, of. Bands, you know, I've seen Green Day do it. Um, I think Ozzy Osbourne's done it. Um, mm. you know and it's a great thing but now because just a little bit happened, sensitive yeah. yeah and it's just like I can understand it but should it affect you know, you know it's just people you know someone walking out with a the t-shirt launch you know yeah people well, going, you, well, well the, I thought that was in, you know, but the thing is I, I suppose the, like, well the other way around the other way around you can do it is you can actually introduce it and say Right, we're gonna. Bring, I'm gonna yeah. bring a t-shirt launcher on now, yeah. and we're gonna fire some t-shirts in the air for you. You know, you up for that? Some free t-shirts, yeah. And then bring. You see, well, yeah, I mean, all, you see, there I am was, working. You see, it was all discussed. And Production then, manager. And then it was eventually, right you know, they put the kibosh on it, but mm. but it was, you know, because of I'd have talked him into it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I even had to go with it. That was great. Oh, you bastard! I'll never go on one of those. Um, but if you get if you get if you get us um, a chance to borrow uh, one, yeah, definitely interested in that. Or you, or you can point us in the direction of where well, to I hire know, one. I know the company that does them all. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Seriously, because that's something that we were uh, we were looking at doing. Yeah. Certainly uh, in the future. All right. Yeah. No problem. Cool. Yeah. Take some motherfucker out in the front row with a fucking t-shirt straight to the face. <laughs> Been annoying me all night, you bastard. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the whole Paris thing is yeah kind of changed every, everything a little bit as it as it should do really. You know, it's made everyone a bit more wary, a bit more vigilant. Um, but you know, this is nasty. Yeah, yeah. So um, so moving on. Um, obviously, Billy Talent are going to be coming up soon. Billy Talent got another album coming out next year. Um, Do you know where? What can you give our give our listeners who uh, like a bit of BT? <laughs> well, um, I think uh, an update. They've either finished or they're just finishing recording. So oh right, it's, it's got to be be mixed and whatever you do with it. Yeah. Um, okay. 
I mean, it's already out there, so it's not big news or anything, but they're playing yeah. uh, Rock and Ring next year. Right. Um, so I'm sure, you know, that'll be uh, either kicking off the start of their tour or, yeah, you know. So, uh, so, or something. so you know, so uh, are you all re- are you already looking at the gap that you've got between the end of stereos and the well, beginning of Billy Talent? It's not the end of stereophonics either. Cause that's what I was saying before. There's you know you get clashes. You know. Oh, is this is this potentially a, a clash coming up then? Well, that's it. Stereophonics album came out in September, which wasn't that long ago. So no, it wasn't. They've still got stuff to do next year. Um, don't know what they're doing really. There's a few gigs um, in the summer, big gigs, um, Isla White they're doing. doing when you say they, you mean you're going to be doing it? Well no, Stereophonics are booked to do it, so... Will you be working it? Well that's it, I don't know. Um, that's, right. it. Um, that's how it goes, you know, you, you try to find out as much as you can, um, but if the band, well it's not the band, but if the management or whoever is not telling you you know, we're going to be doing gigs here, 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 and give you dates. Then obviously, you don't confirm to them. Yeah. And if they just say, we've got one gig in June and one gig in July next year, you know, are you available? I'll, at the moment, I'd say, not yet. You know, no, right. I'm not, because because uh, you might be away with Billy Talent. You know, and bands and management know that that's the deal. We're freelance. That's how it works. And also, is there an element there where you, you know that Billy Talent has a, it's going to be more work than, than well, Stereophonics? Because yeah. Stereophonics will be a, a limited European tour um, and that'll be about it. Whereas well, you know Billy Talent's going to be like the world. Well, well no, because I mean, Stereophonics normally do the world as well I mean like I say their album came out in September and they've only really done a bit of Europe and the UK they haven't been to the States yet they haven't been to Australia Japan still got lots of Europe to do um, but what would be good for me would be to find out a start date of the Billy Talent tour you know, as soon yeah. as I can, yeah. and then I can say to the Stereophonics, "Well, you haven't got much, but you can have me until whenever Billy Talent starts." Yeah, you know, because then I know. Say, if Billy Talent said to me, "We're going to start in May," then I could, I know that by by May next year, Stereophonics will probably be towards the end of their tour cycle. Yeah, because you know, the album would probably be. Almost a year, so you know they've not got that much touring to do for that yeah. album. Yeah. So then, obviously, I can jump onto the Billy Talent thing at the start. Yeah. But you know that that's the perfect way to do it, but it never really works out that way. You know. No, instead you t- you end up taking up a, a couple of weeks with uh, Adam Ann. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. You take Just to fill in in between. But you end up with great stories and getting kicked in the face. You're ready to leap again, paid in cash. So it's the ups and downs. That one gig, really, doesn't it? It sort of shows you the, the, the ups and downs of the, the world of um, of working on the crew. And what you say, I mean, I only took the Stereophonics tour so I could stay over here and do your gig tomorrow. Yay. <laughs> really? <laughs> that must be true. Yeah, that's a true story. True story. <laughs> true story right there. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Billy Talent next year, whoever really, 
That's okay. <laughs> Skunking out too, touring in February. Um, you need to get um, our dates in your diary as well, um, which at the moment are March 11th, Hammerfest. Okay. April the 30th, Saturday, um, which is Thrashosaurus in Norwich. And August the 13th, Saturday, headlining the Sophie Lancaster stage, um, are at Bloodstock. Well, if you so, want to put me on a retainer, mate. <laughs> Retain this, bitch! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck! Um, <laughs> um, so yeah we'll put those in your diary yeah All and right. mark those down as two gigs that you won't be getting paid for I'll put <laughs> I'll put them in my stereophonics calendar that I got given the other day <laughs> oh the irony <laughs> sweet irony um, yeah so uh, yeah it's kind of yeah, it's just sort of chaos looking forward isn't it really does it do your head in a bit yeah oh it does now because uh, we've got the the wife and kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. When it, when it's just you. Yeah, I mean, it, well, I'd say it, it didn't. I'd finish one tour and then probably go to Newcastle to sleep on your couch for a few weeks, <laughs> yeah. and uh, until my next tour, you know. God, yeah, that's fuck me. That's going back, isn't it? Mm. That is going back. Yeah, because you used to, you, you used to come and stay for like you know a couple of weeks at a time, didn't you? Uh, just to break the monotony. Yes, yeah, so you you came to Strange Thing rehearsals, didn't yeah, you? Quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. And you right. worked with us as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did a few gigs with down at um, That's tri- a- trillions. 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 Yeah, we did Trillions. Did we do Fat Sam's? I think Fat Sam's Fat might Sam's. We did that. You did a gig at the Poly or something as well. Yeah, yeah. But also, didn't we do a gig... Well, we supported Lawnmower Death for a start in Milton Keynes. That's right. And yeah. we supported The Beyond. Yeah, in Derby. Yeah, yeah, in Derby. Yeah, and um, and yeah, and Neil let Neil let um, Andy use his kit and swap it to let because That's Andy was left-handed. Right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, what a fucking hero! Yeah. Actually, I've got to catch up with Neil for the the Beyond special I'm going to be doing for early next year. Is he still with therapy? Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've I've, I've met him. I'll play I'll play you the um, the interview because he, he's he's got some great. Stories from yeah. back then that we'd forgotten. Do you remember when they played Legends in Harrogate, the fucking nightclub? Yeah. Wow. I know. How's that for? How's that for like a, a, a niche gig that you could say I was there? I saw the Beyond in Legends nightclub in Harrogate. I've got a... And and just for, for I mean the Legends. You would never imagine a band even playing Legends, would you? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't aware they had bands on. And it was the only time, because obviously I was a full-on fucking leather jacket wearing motherfucking metal god back <laughs> Which then. Which I painted for you. Which you painted for me, thank you very much. Descendants, I don't want to grow up. A little DK symbol and Voivod, if oh, I don't remember. And there Trouble. You go. And Trouble. Yeah, there you go. That's my, yeah. that's my childhood summed up in a jacket. Um, <laughs> and uh, it only took you about two years to do it, so thanks, sir. Um... I used to bug the shit out of you about that jacket. Yeah, I'm I'm determined not to lose my train of thought. Where the fuck were we? Beyond. Yeah, great. Yes, so play legends. Fucking. I've got. I I mean, I was a a full on. I was a full on like anti everything back then, and um, uh, and I'd never. I never went to legends. The nightclub. It was the nightclub. The I'm talking to you now, listener. It was the nightclub where, um, like basically, it was the nightclub in town. That was it. Um, others used to pop up, but 
they all just die out. Legends was the one. And, uh, and a nightclub was the last place I wanted to be, you know, long hair, leather jacket, you know, in a band, fuck all that shit. Um, and then a couple of years later, I'm rocking up seeing, seeing the Beyond play there. And it's still the only time I ever went in that fucking nightclub. It's, I, don't, I don't even know if... I think it's a block of flats now, or, or offices, but... Um, yeah, I'm absolutely... Yeah, blown away by it. It was weird. Stereophonics was staying in Harrogate. Oh really? Last week, yeah. Because we did uh, Leeds and Manchester and all right, probably Newcastle. So they got a hotel and just drove backwards and forwards every day. They stayed now again. Well, there you go. Hey, living the rock and roll dream. Does that mean you stayed in Harrogate too? I didn't stay in Harrogate. Where did you stay? On the bus. Oh right, it's a full-on, it's a tour bus job, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh right. Uh, oh, I bet, you, I bet you've been showering most of the day. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, listeners, uh, I, I make reference there because I haven't been here. Um, Stilly's actually been here for a day uh, without me. I just left a set of keys for him um, because um, I um, I was away um, indulging in other things. <laughs> now, um, I was away um, as usual, you know, entertaining the troops um, in uh, in Syria. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I had a couple of gigs, so uh, I didn't come home, and um, but I left the keys for Stilly. So um, there you go. So this is a genuine sort of catch up now. So this, this is you know this is me yeah. Stilly. We literally I only arrived about an hour previous to starting recording. So what you're listening to is is two people just catching up in general. Really, this is the usual kind of sort of bollocks that we um, uh, that we talk. Um, oh, talking bollocks! Hey, see where I got the name for a podcast? Hey. Brilliant. It's fucking plan, Genius. mate. Yeah, that's right. That's right. As as all of my advertisers agree, ask me how many advertisers I've got. How many have you got? None. Great. So there you go. Yeah, hitting the heights. Um, to be fair, I haven't tried to get any either. But so I suppose that's what you, you, you. That's the volume of advertisers you should expect if you've done nothing to uh, attract any. So anyway, that and say cunt on every podcast. So there you go. Just in case, <laughs> I. Just in case we didn't get around to it, or um, I might have already anyway. Um, so yeah, it's um, uh, it's the Lawnmower Death gig tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. going to be your first Acid Rain show. My last gig of the year. You are. Um, I, I would say you were the only person who um, has um, ever been to every Acid Rain show, but you actually you missed one, didn't you? I, I mean, not, not the, I, and I don't. I don't mean the new. I don't mean the new lineup. Um, yeah, but we. Back in there. But we will come on to the new lineup because. We're awesome. Um, Was it only one? By the way, yes, I have managed to turn this around to acid rain again. Yes, well spotted. Yes, it was one gig. Was it one? Yeah. You only missed one. Which one was it? When you spotted suicidal tendencies. <gasps> oh my god! I've just remembered. Yeah, it's the worst gig you could have missed, uh, dear listener. But you did Stilly, massive, massive. Massive suicidals fan, right? Yeah. Total suicidal fan. Yeah. Only gig you ever missed working with us was supporting suicidal tendencies. Yeah. At British Academy. And you came to where I worked. Do you remember? You came to the warehouse where I worked in Weatherby, up from where you used to work. Right. Yeah. And you came in Zach's white. Was it a Capri or something? That uh, you had? Fiesta XRI or something like that. Yeah. And because you came up to pick up something, 
can't remember what it was. Oh. You, you drove into my work car park and I gave you something and then you drove down to London to do the gig. And I couldn't go with you. I remember that. There you go. Yeah. Dear me. Hard times, mate. Hard times. So, um, but it's going to be your first gig with the new liner. First gig with the new one. Yeah, um, so and, and and what do you think's the what you've seen of the new liner? Awesome, brilliant. Um, uh, what have response. you seen? Have you seen a have I you seen a whole length show on hate beautiful? <laughs> crystal clear blu-ray hd with I a have. digital beautiful stereo soundtrack i think i did yeah yeah when you could get it working yeah yeah fuck off <laughs> um no that's great I, i've seen uh, some of the footage on youtube and all that great great response yeah yeah well deserved though mate thank you very much yeah. but also you, yeah, you, you you said and you said on the um yeah um well it, it's funny a, a lot of people have said that to me have said like you know well done and it's just deserved you worked really hard and all the rest of it um, and um, I kind of always brush it off because I just kind of feel like yeah well you know we've, we've, we've kind of we've moved on from that do you know what I mean it's here now you know um, but funnily enough I think it caught me off guard the other day where I actually kind of it sort of hit me where I was like it was in fact I was telling my uh, telling my listeners that um, it was about a week after the tour had finished and I'd done a comedy gig mm-hmm. and I was driving home and I drove past um, the House of Parliament mm-hmm. and Big Ben and just as I sat at the traffic lights looking at it I went fuck me I've done we've done the House of Rain tour it's done mm-hmm. we've actually done it fuck me <laughs> it's like you know it, it's just the long winding road yeah you know, that started with Kev saying, "Should we do some gigs?" Yeah. And I think, I think that was Christmas 2013. But I, I think it might even be 2012. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure, mate. When did you have said? Right, hang on. Right, Kev what? said, "Let's let's do some gigs." Right. When did you all meet up in Harrogate? Well, that's what I'm trying to think. Because what I'm thinking is, right, I saw um, I saw Kev at the garage Lomo death gig. And um, he oh, mentioned doing some gigs, yeah. right? Now, by the time we got to the next Christmas, um, Ramsey had pulled out. Adam had pulled... Well, no, Adam was, like, still wasn't sure, was going to tell me after Christmas... Um, and I met up with Kev and it was at the shit I'm realising how far long ago this is now you know Um, that was at the rescue rooms in Nottingham and then the following Christmas they played um, at the garage no the Camden Underworld oh okay. and now this is the following Christmas so this is 15 Last year was Underworld, 14. Year before that was um, Rescue Rooms, mm-hmm. 13. Year before that was The Garage, okay. 12. Wow. So it's three years this Christmas. And it's kind of like it's all, it's all come around in a big circle. 
because it we're about to play with Lord Modeth at their Christmas show yeah. and this all started with the Christmas show in 2012 and Tev saying should we do some gigs Kev's big idea so three years <laughs> yeah Kev's big idea yeah <laughs> well to be fair he has managed to stand on he has managed to stand side stage for an entire gig which is more than you've managed to fucking do <laughs> so uh, you know uh, big up yourself bruv <laughs> Anyway, look. Um, uh, it's, yeah, it's, I'm going to be performing tomorrow. Oh, of course you'll be. Yes, whereas ladies and gentlemen. Kev, now, Kev didn't perform. Yeah, st- Stilly. Like, well, oh. well, yeah, Kev never performed. Um, <laughs> Stilly is going to be um, the Phantom Flanflinger one last time. T- tomorrow we are retiring uh, the Phantom Flanflinger. We're retiring the Phantom Flanflinger backdrop, and we're also retiring the Charlie Daniels Band intro. Uh, the Devil Went Down to Georgia. It's going to be the last time that Acid Rain ever do any of those day. three things so um, it's not going to be a sad day at well, all so you mean I bought just, this costume just the next gig. just the next stage buddy I spent all that the evolution. costume for one gig um, well I didn't tell you to buy a costume did I <laughs> you told me you had a gimp, out, if, a gimp, out, gimp outfit in the loft and I assumed because so you live in Germany and you're married to a German it. woman that you'd naturally it. have a load of porn gear in the house somewhere <laughs> I know what they're like mate remember I went out with Judy for two years <laughs> Uh, Jews with a, a, a German girl. Anyway, look, um, I think I think I've let you all in on more than, more than you care to know about me, and uh, I think I can say the same for Stilly. So um, I'm now going to wrap this up and say um, uh, the legend that is Stilly Paps, um, who's been my friend since um, we were about 15, 16. Um, we we've had some hella times together as well, you know, both uh, on the pitch and off the pitch, and. Um, yeah, it's um, it's been really cool to catch up, and I'm, I'm sure everybody will have enjoyed it as well. Um, thank you very much. No problem, mate. Cheers. <laughs> so there you go. I hope you've um, I hope you fucking really enjoyed the adamant uh, stuff. <laughs> Absolutely cracks me up. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's uh, yeah, that is an insight. And we did. I know we we rambled on a bit, um, and and some of it might have been a bit uh, a, a bit kind of two guys who've known each other a long time just talking about like old times and. Uh, but whatever. I hope I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you give it, it gave you a a bit of perspective on um, uh, certainly on you know the, the music industry and um, and and you know everything else about it. Um, and please do tell people to listen to. Um, uh, you know, I've deliberately put the Stilly interview on with the Gary interview because I really did feel that it was worth doing you know it was it was it was something that people would be really interested to listen to so um so there you go that's the Christmas special out the way on Boxing Day hope you've all had a great time um have a good new year look forward to seeing you in 2016 there's already stuff in the can really looking forward I'm back in straight away on the Tuesday and Wednesday of the first week of January, I'm back in interviews both those days, um, and uh, yeah, got uh, got got some stuff lined up already for next year, which I know you're going to like. So thanks for listening. Have a have well, continue to have a great Christmas. Have a cracking New Year. See you next year in 2016, bollockers. That's all from me. Ta ta.